everyone and welcome to the Creative Sheep Podcast. My name is Roman and we are pumped that you have decided to join us on this journey together through space and time. And uh, in case you don't know what this podcast is, we talk to people who are good at what they do to inspire church leaders to get better. This is our second episode, our sophomore episode, if you will. And we're pumped about it. Thanks so much for tuning in, whether you're uh, driving if you're driving, be, be safe. Don't hit the person in front of you. Uh, enough chit-chat. Let's get down to business. To defeat the Huns. That is a quote from none other than the Disney movie uh, Mulan. Segway, our guest today is the former executive vice president of operations at Walt Disney World. Uh, his name is Lee Cockrell, and this is a part two of a two-part interview that we did with Lee. He just had so much good stuff to say, we had to break it up into two parts and so this is part two. If you haven't listened to part one, definitely go back and check it out on Epi 1. Epi is short for episode. So without any further ado, here is our, our good friend Jared Hogue. Uh, uh, he's a good friend and even, an even better American, Jared Hogue, interviewing Lee Cockrell. You also said in the, in, the, in the customer rules, true professionals come to work energized by the passion to excel no matter what level of responsibility they have at the moment. Professionalism, like leadership, is not a title, training, or pay grade. It's how you conduct yourself. This is amazing, amazing uh, insight. Explain a little bit more about what this, what this is. Well, I think we want everybody to know they are a leader and they have the ability to make a customer's day great. The guy cleaning the bathroom has more people approach him than anybody on the property. We make sure they have little stickers to give the kids. They're well-trained about all the operating hours because we want them to send the right brand message to our customers that no matter what cast member you run into is there to lead. And this is the person that cleans the toilet. Absolutely. And you've got to think about it. Everybody goes to the bathroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the housekeepers making up your rooms. We teach them too to pay attention to the customer. It's kind of like this. You have a job, and you, you know, and I, I told it when I was at Marriott, everybody has a role, but we also have one purpose. And I met with all the housekeepers, and I said, you know, you're cleaning your room, but our purpose is to make the guests so happy they can't believe it. So when the guest asks you to, for something, stop doing your job and go take care of it for them, and then come back and start doing your job again, because the focus is on the customer. It's not on making the bed. That's what we do. The service is like when a customer says, you know, I need some paper clips. Okay, that's not your job, okay? Yes, it is. Quit making the bed, go get the paper clips, then make the bed. So it ties into the principle, that one of the rules you talk about, it's focusing on the win. And that yeah, acronym, what's important right what's now. What's important now. And if you start to do that in your whole life, you'll get a lot better results when you're with a friend, when you're with a wife, husband, children. Zero in on what's important right now. And it's probably not looking at your phone when your kids want to talk to you, or it's not continuing to watch a movie on TV when your wife's asking if you've got a minute to sit down and talk about something. Well, you know what it is. Or in a restaurant that a hostess focuses on the customer, not talking to the other hostess and texting. And What's important right now? We need to move into learning. Sometimes there's something right now we need to be doing, and not that can wait. And that's why we get concept, because a lot of people are preoccupied, they're not paying attention to what's important right now, and the moment passes. The moment passes. If I, I'm walking down the hall and we know each other, and the mo what's important now is say good morning to you. As I pass you and I don't do it and blow you off, you look going on down, you're thinking, well, this guy, what a jerk. Sure. And I'm, you're not even realizing I wasn't paying attention. I was thinking about the argument I had with my wife this morning. Right. Right? But there, right. a bad thing happened because we weren't in the moment. 
Mm -hmm. I always tell people, get in the moment. Put yourself in the moment. When you put yourself in the moment, you don't have, you don't rear end people in your car. Mm -hmm. When you, <laughs> what's important now is not texting, it's driving. <laughs> what's important, you know, when we get preoccupied and we're not in the moment, bad things happen. Mm -hmm. Attitude, we send the wrong message, accidents, walking down the stairs texting, fall and kill yourself. <laughs> I mean, you know, you really, when you're walking down the stairs, you should be holding a handrail and you should have your phone in your pocket. <laughs> Right. You know, or right. when you're on a ladder, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. as my wife said, Saturday morning, chainsaws and soccer games, the emergency rooms fill up, <laughs> you know, because the men get out their chainsaws, they get on ladders, they cut the cord, they fall off the ladder, kids get, you know, because we're not paying attention. Mm -hmm. Most, I don't even think there is anything as an accident. Oh, everything could be avoided. It's usually doing something that you shouldn't have been doing. Sure. That's why it happens. So sure. I mean, and we were like, so well, it was an accident. It's not an accident. Yeah. Yeah. And one of, the other, one of the other rules you talk about in the book is rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. Um, and, and one of the things, you talked about that in the customer rules, but in Creating Magic, you talked about when those, those series of hurricanes hit Orlando, in which normally doesn't affect Orlando, um, but in this case it did, and... You guys had to batten down the hatches, and you were able, after everything passed, the city for the most part was shut down. Disney opened the next day, spotless, mind you. That doesn't happen, especially because you said this had not happened before. Hadn't happened for 40 years. 40 years, so it had happened, but it's been a very, yeah. very long time. Long time. Um, that doesn't happen, though, without rehearsing. Right, and we do that. We do simulations two or three times a year. We have a company that puts us through them. They call, sometimes you get a call at three in the morning. I, I have to open the command center within 30 minutes. I have to have all my team there. We have a system for getting everybody alerted. The phone's ringing in their houses and pagers. and they, We all get in there and the company puts us through a four to six hour simulation of a, could be anything. A hurricane, it could be a, a shooting, it could be a, any crisis and we all make this how to do it, how to handle it, how to communicate it, how to talk to the press, how to tell the employee. I mean, we go through it. And uh, so 9-11 that morning and the hurricanes, we executed like that. I mean, it was because we've, we've done so many simulations. We knew, it doesn't matter what the issue was because you handle most of them the same. Right. It's how you get everybody in place, getting all the command centers open, having the right people talking to the press, having the right people communicating with the employees, the action, the follow-up, the boom, every, 25 people in the room. We had a lot of good communication. We have satellite phones. It doesn't matter what goes down, we can communicate. If the internet's down, that doesn't matter. We still can, we, every contingency we had followed. So 9-11, it was like a breeze. Mm -hmm. It was a bad day, sure. but it was one of our best days that we executed well. Hurricanes, we opened the next morning. I mean, we, everything, we knew it was coming. We tied down it. We didn't even meet the deductible on our insurance. Wow. We know how to bring everything in, tie everything down, put everything away. In May every year, we clean up the whole property so there's nothing to fly around. The whole property for a week gets, everybody gets all the stuff, the everything's outside, put away, everything gets put away. It's like having a fire drill at home. Have it over and over and over again. One night there's a fire at three in the morning. Everybody knows what to do. If they don't know what to do, people die. It's like having already in Oklahoma, tornadoes. You don't want to have a meeting when you hear the radio go off or the alarm. You got 20 seconds. You better have already had that meeting and know which room you're going into. It's got to be instinctive. You got to know what you're going to do if something happens. And that's 
how you, you rehearse. And the best plays on Broadway, they rehearse a lot. Over. They don't just go out there the first time. <laughs> rehearsal, rehearsal, rehearsal. Best athletes. Practice, practice, practice. On the day of the run, they win. <laughs> right. So you got to think about in your whole life, which things do you need to be preparing for and rehearsing so when it does happen, you're ready for it. Right. One thing, CPR. If you know CPR and kid falls in the pool, you can, ex- you can do it. Mm. You can take care of it. And I think, I think in the church world, this, this concept, it's pretty easy to think, okay, yeah, the weekend service, I need to practice my message, we need to practice worship, we need to practice if there's any dramas going on, all this kind of thing. But, but one thing that's extremely important, I mean, especially nowadays with child safety, making sure those kids are taken care of, your parking lot procedure, if you're a growing church, how are you going to get 500 cars in and out quickly? Because if, you, if it takes 30 minutes to get out of the parking lot, what are the chances you're going to come back? You probably need an expert to hire to help you figure that out and the local police and how you're going to do it. And once you get it all done, they'll get out faster. And rehearse and practice. But if you just and- let it... And then people quit coming, by the way. Mm -hmm. People can't handle traffic. Mm -hmm. If it takes them 25 minutes to get out of the parking lot, Mm -hmm. you're going to see less of them there. I mean, we know that. We're like experts at parking at Disney. I mean, we, but we do it over. And and we're always trying to figure out a little better way, a little better way, another exit, this, Mm -hmm. that, which way the cars go. Better technology to tell them which way, which way. So, yeah, I mean, like in anything in life. If you want to play golf, if you practice, you'll be better than if you don't. Right. <laughs> huh? right. I mean, if the best simple. basketball guy shoots 10,000 shots a week. Right. And the bad basketball player shoots 1,000. I mean, repetition. It's like my speaking. I'm 10 times better than I was five years ago because I do it over and over and over. And you just, it, it, it's like anything. Right. If you do it enough, you get better at it. One thing I love that you just said a moment ago is that at Disney, you were, you were, even with your, your parking procedures, you've done this so many times, but you're always looking for a little bit better way to do it. And you, in fact, said in your book um, that over the course of your 40-year career that you always were looking for better ways to do your job. Um, and in fact, I don't, I don't know if you've ever read Michael Gerber's book, E-Myth, but he talks about the, 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 the people that are most successful in business, and I believe this applies to any organization, are not the people that know everything, but it's the people that have an insatiable knowledge to know more. Curiosity. Cur- great, people curious, who have high great. curiosity are more successful because they want to know. Mm-hmm. So they read the paper every day. They read Time Newsweek. They read... You know, they go on their website. They're curious to learn. Mm-hmm. When they hear something they don't know, they get on Google now and find out about it. So now they do know. <laughs> you know, even when I hear a word I don't understand, I go on Google it so I can figure out, okay, I should know that. Why don't I know the definition of that word? And because I used to just read things and I didn't know and I didn't look it up and I still didn't know. And uh, yeah, curiosity is an interesting concept. And people who are curious just find new ways. They see things. You're in a place, you see something. Hey, I could do that back in my place. Observe, being observant, and yeah, and there is always a better way. By the way, sure. <laughs> what are some ways that you? I know you just mentioned we're sitting in this beautiful hotel lobby right now, and I know you said in the book when you would travel, you were constantly whether you're in a restaurant, a hotel, you were constantly looking. What are some other ways that you would would find ways to to find a better way? Well, I visited all my competitors and spent time there, checked in, stayed in the hotel three or four days, visited their park as a guest. Looking for, oh, that's we, why aren't we doing that? Why, we see something at the Marriott. Why shouldn't we do that? 
went to the Marriott for breakfast one morning and all the waiters were each one at every table. They were standing at the tables helping seat people. They had captains on the door greeting, good morning at every door. And we didn't weren't doing that. I went back and put that in place. So now at Disney, the waiter's there, good evening. And then he also, now we asked, is there anything, diet problems you have? Something we can get for you besides what's on the menu tonight for this banquet? And is there anything special you'd like? So we got that time while people are coming in and we enhanced the service. People go, wow, this didn't happen at the Hilton last week when I was there. Look at Disney, how great they are. Wow. Those little touches, those little things. And um, Starbucks, I go in there. One morning I got out of cycle, my coffee never came up and the manager noticed. I didn't know she noticed. She noticed. They finally got the coffee. She walked over and gave me a little coupon for a free coffee the next morning. I said, I'm sorry you got out of line. She saw that, and I didn't know she saw it. But she was, you know, when you're watching, you know, you can see things or you can observe. Just because you have eyes doesn't mean you see anything. Right. A lot of people don't see what's going on around them. Sure. And I think being observant is a huge skill because... You'll know your people better. You'll know when they're in a good mood, bad mood, depression, whatever they're suffering from. And, and as I travel, uh, just because an airline's doing it doesn't mean Disney can't do it. Or just because if somebody at Starbucks, we could be doing that at Disney. We could be doing this at Disney. Um, you know, this hotel, I checked in last night at midnight. And uh, I didn't know what was going on. I just parked my car out front and came in. And I said, you know, the guy said, no problem. Give me the keys. I take care of it. You know, some hotels you'd pull up and they go, hey, you got to go around, there's a garage back there. And, you know, it just, I was so tired. I just wanted to go to my room. And when he said, I'll just take care of things, I'm going, oh, yeah, I'm liking this place already. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Sure. I mean, little things. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's the little things everybody wants. Mm -hmm. I mean, just a little care, a little kindness. Help me out. Uh, and taking some of the load off of them. I mean, they're coming to your establishment or your organization, your church, whatever the case may be, for a reason, like you said earlier. They don't need a hassle. Exactly. And so for you, when you pulled the car up to the front, for him to tell you to go back out there, you're already exhausted for him to take care of that for you. Well, I saw it at North Point Community Church in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. The children's programs are incredible. Incredible. Every minister should go there and see those. Mm -hmm. And they ought to put them in place in their church because the kids can't wait to get to church. And when I was little, kids couldn't wait to get out of church. Huh? I mean, there's, that's the difference. Yeah. We don't want to go. Right. Our parents make us go. Right. Now the kids want to go, and they make their parents go. Because mm -hmm. the, the Sunday I was there, 7th and 8th grade, I'm in there, there's 1,200 kids. Wow. And the minister gets up, and he says, Hi, guys, everybody, and that kids, you know, they're, they're teenagers. Today we're going to talk about sex. And it was very calm and cool. They had a conversation about all the issues. Then after the service, they have a big service with the parents and the children in the same room, and they tell the parents what we taught your children today. Wow. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Keep them on the same huh? page. Yeah, being able so to now the parents know what the kids heard, mm -hmm. and then they can continue the conversation at home. Because mm -hmm. a lot of parents can't have that conversation sometimes. Right. And I thought, wow, how clever. Yeah. They, they have them separated for church, and they bring them together when they've taught their children something. And they're teaching big stuff. This sure. is not like, could be nice. Right, <laughs> it's like, right. Don't have sex until you're married. You know? And so I thought that was pretty, and I was very impressed. The bathrooms were spotless. I mean, it was, I thought it was at Disney. In fact, wow. the day I spoke there, they, all the people greeting me were dressed up like princesses. 
They'd gone out and rented costumes. They had balloons, cotton candy that day, that Sunday. That's fantastic. You know, they went all the way. That's really cool. So you think about, do churches think about really getting the total visual impact, the sound impact, the message, the fun, fun? I mean, North by that morning when I went there and all those, I saw princesses everywhere. Right. That was the impact. Nobody forgot it. Nobody. Right. People came with their ears on that morning. They knew I was coming. They, the kids had their ears. They had books for me to sign. They were wow. like, and it was a big, it was a fun event. So kids, next week, let's go back. You know, we just had a ball. Yeah. It wasn't all serious. You're going to hell. And, sure. you know, <laughs> you know, it was like, okay. It was a wholesome experience and it was fun. And this shows there's just, you can have a boring meeting. You can have a great meeting. Mm-hmm. Right. You just got to think deeper. Think about the people coming and you'll figure out how to do it better. Have fun. Which oftentimes it doesn't necessarily even have to cost more money to do it. It's just, like you said, just think about it. Just put some thought into it. What what little things can you do? I mean, I have a group that doesn't do anything except they order six pair of ears. And they have them on when I get there, you know? Cost what? $80 for all of those. Most people have them at home anyway. You could call it, tell the members can bring them in. They've all got them. Right. They're sitting in the basement somewhere. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) So anyway, it's just being more thoughtful about the show you're putting on. Because really, at the end of the day, churches are putting on a show every Sunday. Mm -hmm. You can make it a great show or you can make it a closing up on Sunday Mm -hmm. because nobody comes anymore. Like Broadway. They close the show after a month. Mm -hmm. Or you can have it run for 50 years on Broadway. Never close. Fiddler on the Roof ran for, I don't know, 30 years or something, wow. maybe still out there. The Lion King, every city, sellouts. Yep. Other movie, another theater down the street, closed. <laughs> you know, you gotta, people got to start thinking this way. We're going to have a sellout or we're going to be closed. Mm-hmm. And what do you, to have a sellout, you got to have a great production. Mm-hmm. Got to get everybody moving up higher, yep. expecting more, doing more. Mm-hmm. How to get better every week. Right. Not just like, oh, we've been doing this for 10 years. Okay, is that a good idea? Yeah. Or people say it's tradition. There's a lot of bad traditions right. <laughs> that need to be I changed. Totally agree. So, yeah. And one of the things you said in your book, too, was, uh, and it actually kind of shocked me that, uh, that Disney does this, because you think of, it's Disney, it's a magical place. They have all the ideas, yeah. but is be a copycat. Yeah, go find out what other people are doing and do it. I'd say every minister ought to go to see Willa Church in action. And every one of them should go see North Point in action mm-hmm. and, and go see how they're doing this stuff. They got 3,000 kids coming for a conference. Wow. How do they do that? Um, one last question for you here, yeah. um, and this is another principle from your book, is be relentless about the details. If you don't mind just for a couple minutes, why is that Well, so I think any success in life, the people who are relentless and they keep pushing and they wear people down until they get what they want and they don't give up and they don't run into an obstacle and walk away. They find a way to get around it, get it done. Get it. Because if you're not relentless, people will disappoint you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you've got 100 people working for you, you've got to be on it all the time because slow, this one won't be doing it. The details, Disney, the relentless about making sure it's painted, everything looks good, there's no trash on the, We're just like, we just talk about that all the time. I mean, the things that you really are important, you've got to be talking about all the time. So people, don't, they know you're serious. Over and over and over again, we talk about every day about customer service. Today, let's really focus on the children. Over. And we probably said that a hundred thousand times because people need to hear the right 
people will do what you want if you can tell them what you want. <laughs> and if you don't tell them what you want, they'll do what they want. Right. And then you're really going to be in trouble because then you're going to have people, everybody doing something different. And I think, you know, raise your expectations. Be clear with people. They'll step up. People want to be good. People want to do a good job. Half the leaders don't know what they want, you know? So I told people at Disney, the people who come to work late and the ones who come on time both come on Interstate 4. <laughs> and the ones who come late think it's the traffic. Mm -hmm. And it's not. Right. It's get up earlier. Right. Because there's traffic every day. So you've got to adjust your life right. to the obstacle. Absolutely. <laughs> and see it, a, see it as a detour, not an obstacle. Right. Yeah, right. So, so good. Well, Mr. Cockerell, if, uh, if people want to connect with you, what's, I know we, you're, there's your website, you've got your blog on there, but yeah. if you don't mind, how can people get connected? Well, there's a lot of ways. The website's www.leecockerell.com. Uh, if you go to there, it says how to contact me. My phone number's on there. My email's on there. It's lee at leecockerell.com. And I'm glad to hear from people. Actually, it's one of the chapters in the customer rules. Make yourself available, and people call me once a week and uh, say, hey, I just wanted to see if you really did answer your phone. <laughs> say, hey, I'm retired. I can answer my phone. <laughs> and most people have a phone. They don't answer them. That's the problem. Right. We got all this stuff. You can't reach anybody. Mm -hmm. But when I answer the phone, I book more business. Mm -hmm. If you don't answer the phone, they call somebody else. Right. That's how life works. Exactly. Because <laughs> we're all busy. Right. Yeah. So, good. Right. A lot of ways to contact me. Yep. Well, make sure, uh, folks, for those of you listening, make sure you pick up uh, Lee's latest book, The Customer Rules, as well as his first book, uh, Creating Magic. Mr. Cockrell, thank, thank you, you. Thanks. so much. Fantastic insights, awesome information from uh, an amazing man, Lee Cockrell. Thank you so much for all you do. You're a fantastic representation of the human race. Uh, you're the best. Now, before we go, uh, I have something very exciting I want to announce to everybody. We here at The Creative Sheep... HQ. We love contests. We love competitions. We, we, we are very competitive and we behave as such. And so, uh, you know, we love all of our people that follow us on Twitter, all you guys that follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Friendster, MySpace. Those last few, I don't know that we have. We don't have a Friendster. I don't even know if that exists anymore. So we wanted to do something fun for everyone that follows us on Twitter and listens to this podcast. And uh, so we're going to give away two iPad minis uh, to to two different people. Don't get greedy on me. Uh, two people will walk away with one iPad each. <laughs> so uh, this is very exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. But here's how you enter. All you have to do is you go on to the internet. I don't know if you've heard of this. Uh, it's the World Wide Web. Go to thecreativesheep.com. That is our website. Uh, if you haven't checked out our website, look around. Feel free to browse. And uh, all you have to do to enter the contest is, is enter your email and sign up for our uh, email list. And I'm not, listen, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that the, the emails we send will give you superhuman powers and abilities, but I'm not going to not say it. We send out maybe one or two a month, um, and it's just letting you know what we got going on that particular month. Uh, also, there could be some giveaways in those emails and fun stuff like that. So uh, they're a lot of fun. Definitely do that. Sign up to win an iPad mini. Uh, we're doing it uh, over the next month or so. So very exciting. Definitely do that. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Sheep podcast. We'll see you next time.